Hello? Hello. Okay, let me go pour my coffee, because I... I Pour your coffee. Yeah, it should be ready. Hold on, Ray, hold on, right Stop, drop, and roll, motherfucker. It's Frank Catolo on tonight's The Fabulous D Show with me, The Artist D. We're talking the fall of internet radio and more. It's all happening with us tonight, right here, right now. I never saw a place like this in my life. And that's why I always say Internet's for a superstar, because who the hell is left? I might not have been the first, but there's nobody from back then who's still, you know, sitting in front of their computer so fervently, because I still have. I'm just looking up a lot of synonyms for fabulous. It's fucking it. Once you start, you should stop. You know, it's like fear. That's why this program is for anyone with a brain in their hands. So somebody found a potato that looked like Elvis, and then like a week later, somebody found, I don't know, a breadstick that looked like Jesus. What's wrong with people? And most serial killers run around, you know, oh, they thought they were God, they thought they were Jesus, so, you know, they go out and kill 10 or 20 or 50 people. Ninety 90% of all that does not contain or pertain to you, yourself, your life, distractions, also known as landmines. Oh, that sounds fun! I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. Do you mean really? Really? Anyone who wants to scare the shit out of a Catholic, all they have to do is you know, create some kind of you know, revelation. Always from the right state of mind. Can I say that on here? Is this really necessary? What people don't understand, what people don't understand, what people don't understand, let's do that. Welcome to the Fabulous D Show. I am the Artist D. On tonight's show, I'm talking about the decline and death of internet radio, our second-to-last episode of the season. That's the potential decline and death of internet radio and broadcast. And I'm joined by a fellow broadcaster, an absolute expert, I think, on this case. It's the godfather of internet broadcast, Mr. Frank Catolo. Hello, Frank. Good evening, the the decline and fall. Let's Ooh. call it the decline and fall, decline like the, and like, fall. The, like with the Roman Empire. I know? like it because we are pretty much we are the Internet Roman Empire. Yes, the decline and fall of the Internet Empire, and it is declining and falling, I guess, because uh, well, the history of Internet broadcast we've come a long way, and and your show was one of the first on was it Ampcast? Yes, on the first or live. First, well, it was obviously before there were podcasts, so the right. live internet radio. Because nobody could hold the connection long enough to actually download a file. Podcasting yes, just did not save exist. them in those days. I, right. I, we didn't save, we didn't even record them. 
And this was way back when, how was your setup? Because right now we're, we're so advanced that we just click buttons and they just work. But you, you had know, the a, odd a thing very... about it is that, is that I really have, <laughs> I have not changed my setup from day one. Which is what I like about you, because when I got started, that's what you explained to me. I'm like, wow, this is very terrestrial meets extraterrestrial. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, you know, they scared the living daylights out of me when they asked me to do this, because I, I didn't know, I figured, uh-oh, this is some great technological achievement, and I'm going to have to learn all of this stuff, you know, because I, uh, I, uh, I have the learning curve of a, of a moth. <laughs> you know, that's pretty and slow i see a flame i go to it you know? <laughs> uh, so i thought it was going to be so complicated and it was not and although people you're correct people have uh, turned it into uh, well they've made software and all sorts of things that make bro- broadcasting over the internet you know just mouse friendly hand friendly right. but not me i i still do it the same old way uh, so uh, I, I don't know what's changed. I, you know, well, I do know what's changed. The speed, the speed of reception has changed. And and the question in many broadcasters' minds is: Are, are we as dead as you know MySpace? Is, is it worth it? What is the worth of internet radio today? You, the host of Catola Chronicles, every week since I don't know. I've been listening to you since oh two oh three. It's been and, and, and a long time. It goes time. before that. Yeah. yeah, you've been you've been around longer than that, and and that's what it's just strange that I've I I must know you ten years now, at least coming Isn't close that to that is that's wild. That's a quick. It just goes just, just as quickly quick. as uh, technology is changing. Uh, uh, that that's how quick a decade ha- has gone by, and and that's true. I, a decline. I don't know when it started, but I do know that we talked about this time we talked about this era early on right. my ship we did not yeah not when it uh, not when it was going to end but what was going to happen when commercial uh the brick and mortar media when the content industry accepted the internet when i started broadcasting no one wanted anything to do with us at all and, and not, it took them a- so long even through my days they they were not Catching. Nobody would, would pour money into this marketing that is now the Internet. Correct. And I thought what would happen is that we would uh, come to a some kind of agreement that would merge somewhere along the line and all the independents who pioneered this medium would join because the, uh, the, the content industry, so to speak, in the commercial world would would merge, and then we'd all be one big happy family. That didn't happen. <laughs> no, I don't think we're a very happy family. <laughs> that did not happen. Uh, so, you know, my predictions aren't worth much. <laughs> well, it's, and, uh, it's kind of turned yeah. into this. We're, we're kind of off to the sidelines, unhappily chugging away while the rest maybe of them are was, just going. Maybe that was just too utopian of me. And, I'm, you know, I'm not like that in, in life in general. I'm, I'm a realist, but I, I actually thought that there would be a happy medium. Uh, but I should have, I guess I should have known better. I wanted something, <laughs> and that's what I predicted what I really wanted right. as opposed to what, uh, what, was, what was realistic. Because now, as you know, 
uh, the fact that we could sit around and talk about decline, no less fall completely, Whoa. is is because we're, you know, we are. We're still here. And, and, we and where the heck here. is anybody? And where is anybody doing anything? And, and, and the people who have come along, uh, whether they be professional or not, are doing uh, the same things. Absolutely. And, and they're inputting these... These ads left and right, audibly, visually, they're everywhere. And, and the people who are doing them are just, they take for granted what was, especially. But they're not really, there's no appreciation there. They're just kind of putting it out there. It, it's not what we do. We, we took our time, we took our lives to do so, all of this. And they can't seem to, you know, there's no, res- there's no respect these days. These yeah, kids. It, it's a, it, there's no... You know, they didn't, uh, they're still doing things their way, which is what, which is what stopped them from coming here in the first place. This is what's amazing to me because when I asked for support and, and, you know, my first battle with the entire industry didn't even have to do with the commercial industry, but it had to do, um, and anybody who's followed the history of, of internet radio and knows what I did, uh, that I, uh, went head uh, head to head, Ram style with the public with the public broadcasting system, right. which I called and have called since then the pretentious broadcasting. <laughs> a very PBS. very very good name for it right now. And a lot of people since I I went on that particular uh, uh, rampage because. A lot of people uh, considered me, said, well, you must be a conservative because the PBS <laughs> is this great liberal movement of free, of wonderful, you know, content and classy intellectualism. And yet they were the ones in the beginning that we approached to, uh, to include, to help us get more formatted even in a sense because... They, at the time, can I tell the story? You can absolutely tell the story. Yes, okay. please. Uh, tell us PBS. about the pretentious broadcasting system. <laughs> the pretentious broadcasting system used to send out to, to radio stations, brick-and-mortar radio stations. They had just the way uh, other uh, news networks have, still have, on-the-hour and half-hour news network breaks. So if you're a right. member of, let's say, Fox News Radio... Uh, come the uh, the hour, come the top of the hour, you can mm-hmm. click, you get connected to them, and whatever radio broadcasting you're doing, you click as long as you're right on that, right on the money, anytime, and you click into the network, and then everybody gets the same news report. Right. And you could do that on the half hour, and they offer other things. So sure. they, PBS had, it, had its own news right. network for its various affiliates, across the country. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> excuse me, I went to them uh, through Amcast and said, you know, there's this new thing going on here. We got this stuff. And, uh, and we do radio. And we play things. And, now, and at the time, believe, we were still doing just independent stuff because right. it was getting very, in the beginning of the internet, you know, uh, it was getting very uh, touchy playing copyrighted materials. That's Very, what they were worried right, about, of right. course, as always, is money. Of course. So I had gone originally, so I went to PBS thinking, hey, you know, your listeners supported, you're, you're free, you're liberal, you're everything that, uh, why don't you let us 
here at Amcast Radio, which was working almost 24 hours a day, seven days a week live. A, a, a uh, tremendous amount. Can you imagine the bandwidth back then? Oh, my God. And, and the, the ability that it took to do so at all. Yeah. And it was the first one, and everyone was live. And I said, why can't we have, can we have your on-the-hour news broadcasts? Because right. we were a trying to make, take, take the first step to being, uh, I don't want to say legitimate, because I didn't consider ourselves illegitimate, right. but, but to go above ground as right. opposed to there just was, being underground. There was the connection there, absolutely. I didn't get a response. They, they, it took a tremendous amount of time to, to write to them and then find the right person to talk to. It was very bureaucratic, which, sure. which turned us off in the beginning. Right. And then I think I ran one. I mean, I, I clicked into it somehow. I mean, I just did it by <laughs> mic <laughs> one night. It went out here now as the news from BBS. Clicked right. in, and they, they discovered this. And they went apeshit. <laughs> oh, they, they were beside themselves. Oh, my. And the reason was not because they didn't approve it. The reason was, believe it or not, copyright. Mm. And, and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Copyright. Right. We're independent. You're free. They're free. You're not, your people are giving you listeners. Why can't we be a part of that? So what if I, if I played? I said, there's no regulations here yet. What are you talking about? Right. And they went, they went nuts. They threatened all sorts of law. They, lawyer, they did everything that you would have expected from the, uh, you know, the, the industry at that time when they were fighting all the MP3 people. They were fighting everybody right. because copyright and, and licensing. And there were no, you know, there were no, uh, uh, there were no licensing agreements or anything back then. And, um, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't put Amcast in the position of uh, you know of a lawsuit, and, um, right? So I I I said okay, and then went on a campaign, telling everyone uh, don't give money. Uh, <laughs> and good. and when when this is you know we started this thing. I don't know how many people did it. Some people right. said they did it, and now and then I still do it. When they have these drives on PBS, sure, you know you've seen those. Oh yeah. And they're going to play everything and everything for hours and hours. And then they're going to stop and they're going to go. Annoy you to death, yeah. Yeah, they're going to come and say, you know, we'll give you a tote bag mm-hmm. if you send us a hundred bucks. Or right. Whatever. Well, what we do and what I had people do, and we did this on the air too. We said if, if they're ever doing, when they're doing a, a, uh, a drive, mm-hmm. let's all call and tell them to put the show back on. Good idea. And they would call me and go, hello, this is... You know, PBS, drive, you know, right, your dollars, right. help us go. And then we, here's what we would do. We, we Technically, what we do is we'd say, all right, listen, I was watching the show. You interrupted it. Please put the show back on. And they were <laughs> like, well, you're going to, you know, you're, you're called the pledge line. Are you going to give us money? And we said, no, we're not, we're not giving you a dime. <laughs> we want to see the show. And they go like, put the show back on. And, and they would say, it would always happen the same way. And they would say, listen, people like you are the reason we can run these shows. You are not watching this because people give their money. And I said, well, and we'd say like, well, well how come it says in the beginning it's brought to you by that you have Exxon, you have right. all these big corporations. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, they contribute also, but without you people, we can't show it. Right. I said, and we would say, tell you what, you don't show it, we won't watch it. <laughs> 
And they went, well, that's what will happen if you don't give money. So, well, we don't want to give money. We just want to watch it. Well, when the point I'm trying to make is we would tie up the lines. We would right. have people call. Which is fantastic. And just say, look, put on the show. Put on. And it didn't matter if they hung up or anything. What do we care? Right. You know? But we just complained and complained. Of course, it never did anything. It no. was just one of those statements you make. Exactly. And, uh, and they went on to be, uh, you know, bad-mouthed. Right. And, and called the pretentious broadcasting system, which I still call, call them to this day. It fits. And, and a lot of my very, very liberal friends, you know, came after me and said, what are you doing? And I said, well, I said, if they're so, if they're so liberal, they're so mm. for, if they're mm. so uh, on the side of free bro- of broadcasting, free broadcasting, intellectual broadcasting, and all the stuff they say, uh, then I think mm. they should you know, contribute. And if Absolutely. they don't contribute to us, then we're not going to contribute to them. It, it is amazing because it's, it's public broadcasting and how dare you play their things for the public on your show, first of all. And, and then th- that is true about the beginning. They, they have all these backers. They're everywhere. They're millionaires. It's, it's like the magazine. What are you paying a magazine subscription for? Certainly not for the magazine. Exactly. And you and I have, have both... My show, your show, this season, last season, have always covered quite a few points along the way of, of the history of, of basically the Internet, from copyright to Internet dating, now broadcast. And it is amazing how it just, it, it all flows together. I mean, all of those topics are, they, they got this new thing on the streets called the Internet, and they don't know what to do with it. And it's Slowly and surely, they, they, then they took it over. Then they tried to ruin it. Now they're working with it because now they're turning it into a television set with ads. And, not, and now they have, and now pod, even the podcasts, which uh, when podcasts were created, and it really opened the door for you know, uh, there were you know what happened. I right. mean, there was a flood of people suddenly had to have podcasts. They're all gone now. I mean, yeah. you know, they, they, they became popular. They had articles written about them and all this stuff. And then they left because they weren't, you know, I mean, they really weren't devoted uh, to it in any way, shape, or form. Any, anyhow, so they're all gone. But, but when they came uh, and, and did all that, and now all of the podcasting became so, you know, legitimate that now the, uh, the commercial in, uh, commercial broadcasting and everything they're so into it that people who can't get uh or are not doing terrifically mm-hmm. on uh regular on their particular streams and networks and stuff like that come get advertisers and come do podcasts or so-called broadcasting and they have you know and 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 they're you know they would ne- these are people who would never even show up they would no. never come and be guests they would never. They didn't want to know anything. Right. I had I had so many people that I uh, that I really really admire because when when finally we were able to have guests and we had the mm. phone thing set up and right. whatever it was we did, there were people who came on and and uh, broke the mold and said we accept the fact that this is a uh, you know legitimate. I keep using that word, but I mean that this is a you have an audience and everything, and so we're going to come on to your show uh people that you know, wouldn't do that right. because you'd ask people on and they'd go get out of here what are right. you getting one of those internet guys in the exactly. cellar with exactly. your little internet and yeah. that is, it's just much like dating you know when we talked about that too there's no yeah. before you know don't date anyone online now it's like that's the only place you can find anyone is online 
Same yeah, with and they, and they, well, they and they look at they 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 they're actually uh, categorizing it now. You got exactly. to, uh, right? Because you have like like Christian Mingle came oh. out. That was really <laughs> that was the that was the ultimate. Yes, <laughs> actually, it actually said in the commercials. You know, God says it's your turn. <laughs> Some work. <laughs> <laughs> he does all he can, but now it's your turn. Yes, so now we'll this site. <laughs> God can only go so far. And I do think that along the way, you know, they took over the easiest things as they went along. Because, I mean, first it was, well, first it was the Internet, basics of the Internet, websites and, and blogs. You know, those were easy. People, people came, they were doing them uniquely. Then suddenly corporations took them over. Not so unique went straight into uh, journals and videos. And I feel that broadcast, especially podcasting, and, and now podcasting's popular, but yet still streaming live, you don't, you don't see that a lot with just flat-out broadcast. And it's like the last stronghold here is now they've taken that over because it is the most difficult because I don't think the average person has... They're very discouraged by just sitting here and talking on, on a radio format. Do you agree that it's, it's, the, it's more of a hard, hard thing to do, is, is broadcasting like this? Well, you mean getting new people to, to do it? You're talking new, to, yeah, new to new people, yeah. the new people that are coming in, because it was easy for them to just swipe me aside and do their own website and do their own blog. And now, mm-hmm. they, you know, they, then they mastered videos and made that all pretty. But there's just not a lot. I mean, there's a lot of people. But when you get down to it, the sheep of the culture, they get on here, they talk for a little while, and it's like, wow, it's really hard to get listeners. It's really hard to get that following. And I don't want to sit there and talk for an hour. Uh, you know, I can't, they can't keep their attention span for it. Well, all the original podcasters who had gotten, first, it was unbelievable. I remember when I joined, I, I, we had to, and it did help increase our listenership, but we had to join all those all those places and put up your feed and your RSS and stuff. And, and we did that, but we still weren't anywhere near some of these people who came along and got incredible numbers every week. But the difference was they only ran like five weeks or six or half a year and they were gone. Yep. Now, the good part of that was that there were so many fresh and wonderful and funny and, uh, and uh, expressive uh, talents that, that came along during that time. And not only didn't they last, but they couldn't last because they weren't devoted to just doing it. That's not the point. The point is that they would have never gotten uh, commercial, uh, commercial backing anyway because the, the ones that are now doing podcasts that are from the content industry, regular people, stand-up comedians who now want their yeah. own number. Tom Green tried to d- make right. it in, yeah. in, in broadcast, in internet broadcasting, because mm-hmm. his career was over. Right. <laughs> so they, they came over. They, but even them, okay, they bring with them a, a code of, I guess a code of, you know, a code of morals or whatever it right. is, restrictions, various things sure. that are done in the content industry. It's still a you commercial know. level. They've still got, got that checks and balances in their head from, from when they did it. Yeah, yeah. So they don't come here with the, uh, the great freedom that mm-hmm. made this you know, so, so, uh, and I so much they, fun. And that was what we wanted to, to do. We, we wanted to let that spill over into their world right. as opposed to them smothering yes. us it was the totally the other way around and i remember you and i had talked about that once 
of what what was to become of it, and it's like we we want to affect them. We don't want them to affect us. Exactly. And I think the the listener is also the issue here, because as we know, with our listeners and and anyone out there, you know, we'll you and I will listen to something and we'll say this is crap. It sounds like a tin can. You know, it's it's ridiculous, not well produced, not listening. Normal people. Forgive me, normal people, but out there, you know, you'll listen to it and you'll be like, hey, that's, that's pretty good. And then you'll listen to it for five weeks until it disappears. They don't have that same it's, – it's like, you know, that's why Joan Crawford and all the others are, are turning over in their grave because look at Hollywood now. There's, it's just not that quality. And I feel like Joan Crawford when I'm saying that. It's like it's same, the quality that we bring versus the quality that is popular and the shows that are popular – totally different and people just don't seem to just don't seem to have good taste these days well I, you know i think that uh, i i got i got mixed emotions about what mm-hmm. you're saying I, not mm-hmm. that i i don't i certainly absolutely agree with you because i've always been on you know on the side i've always been more abstract than 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 almost anyone in re, in regular even when i was in commercial uh, uh working commercial i was still more abstract but i think that the uh you know the the, the capitalistic and I'm not saying that because I'm a communist, but I mean, just the whole, <laughs> mach- the whole machine is about making money. And every once in a while, there's a, a group, there's a tribe, there's a gen- let's call it a generation. There's a generation that comes along and has a significant amount of talent. When we talk about old Hollywood, we talk about, like you're talking, uh, like we're saying that, we're talking about in the Joan Crawford days, these people were contracted there were lots. There was lots of talent. Mm-hmm. There were so many people that were contributing. There were so many good ones. Everyone agreed. You know, you could uh, the people who didn't like Gary Cooper would watch Gary Cooper, and the ones who didn't like uh, Betty Davis would still watch Betty Davis because some <laughs> other guy was in there. And it was deep too because right. the the character actors, the people who supported the stars, were great. It was, but, but they all made money. Yes. See, and, and you know the Joan Crawford story. Uh, eventually, Louis Mayer said, listen, uh, you're, not getting, you're not bringing in dollars anymore. Right. Goodbye. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's always been about making money in the music industry. Yes. And I, I've done this show before. I mean, I've done this theme before cause I, and I've had arguments with people in my own generation right. who keep saying, well, you know, when we were growing up, there was real music and there was people like that. Get lyrics and people, uh. there was great songs and now it's just, you know, it was like, yeah, well, you know what? In those days, that sold. If that continued to sell at the rate it was selling, nobody was going to get rid of it. Because it's all about the money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all, and and we have to, you have to be lucky. And I thought we might be lucky when I got into mm-hmm. this, and I, I and I said, "Wow, this is, I was as great." I know I'm I'm into pioneering it. I'll be, you know, there's nowhere else mm-hmm. to go to do something that's right. that's different and and new and exciting right. and can and can uh, be a theater for people like me and people like you. Uh, this is this is great. So even though I was hesitant. I found my way into it, and I, I, I embraced it, and and uh, but I you know and I and I said well maybe this is it maybe this is great we'll have a and we had some good talent and we and there was a couple of people there were some people uh, like you and me that they're gone they're gone too I mean everybody just went <laughs> just went <laughs> and if there had been if we were lucky that would have been an com- entire generation that was attracting a great numbers 
uh, then they would have come along. Now, of course, there's the other the other uh, hitch. The mm-hmm. other hitch is, uh, do we have great numbers, and how right. do we prove we have great numbers? Because right. the whole math of demographics has changed. Exactly. And what we do, it's kind of completely backwards to their scope of, of how they do, because they, they're the producers. They pick the talent and, and throw them out there, and, and it's like, like this person, and everyone likes that person. But with us, it's kind of like we're, we're the producers and we're offering ourselves to them. And they're like, well, you're kind of your own deal, you know, stay over there. Do you think that, because I, I still think on a daily basis, one of these days, something's just going to work for me, for you, for somebody like us. And they're going to pick us out and, and one of us is going to make it. But do you think that because we've been around so long, that's actually hindering our chances? Because we're, uh, not we're that. you, not, not you. Not I mean, me. when we talk about the decline and fall, I mean, I feel, I don't feel any older than when I started this. Okay, right. but reality, I mean, reality just says to me, it says like I'm, uh, you know, the the term has been mm-hmm. uh, means, uh, and I don't even want to say that. I'm no. here's all here's the deal. The deal is like, <laughs> look, Columbus found America. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But he didn't, you know, he didn't right. build the cities. Right. He, just, he found this place and then suddenly said, people went, hey, all right. So when you look back at some of the people who were there in the beginning, even the, even people, uh, the people who uh, traveled across this country, uh, uh, across America, uh, to get to the other side, and, and people died. So, but, you know, you talk about pioneers in right. the front. Those are the people. But then, you know, they didn't, they didn't enjoy the great pop, they enjoyed a place in history, but they would, did not live or they had to, they had to beat their, beat the path and make the path uh, uh, so that others uh, could follow. As far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. in terms of uh, internet broadcasting, yeah. I think that I'm always going to be an asterisk. Mm. If, 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 it, if it grows into anything uh, that, uh, that relates to independent the independent things. I mean, already now I know there are people out there who might be saying, well, you know, that is that guy, that's different. I'd like to do something like that. Or, I mean, there must be people I'm influencing somehow. Yeah, absolutely. But where are they going to go? You know, but, but me, I, I don't, I don't think we have enough time. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have enough time. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't think I'm going to live long either, right. but it's just that you could, I could feel, I just feel it now. Like right. I never did. I could look around me and go, Wow. You know, look what's happening. So make it. Uh, I think I have made it. I think I've done and mm-hmm. contributed. That's why, like every week, it, 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 before I turn on the mic, I don't ever want to turn on the mic anymore. <laughs> I like, think it's amazing. I was wondering if that was a feeling we all get because every show, I want to, but I don't want to. I never want to, and then I go and I go and I go. Well, this guy, and then these people right. said, you know, when people at SRN are wonderful, they said, right. you know, and you know what? I found out this week. I found out that my numbers, based on uh, through SRN, and because they've gone almost commercial now. I mean, they're mm. trying to sell ads, and they're trying to be the first commercial right. internet radio station in the whole uh, Ontario area. Wow. And, and they said, you know, the numbers are terrific for you really? and everything. That's it's like, great. all right, so that, so, and then they said, you know, things went well and revenue goes go, goes well. You will have a big uh, part in it. And I'm not doing anything. Right. And you know as well as I do, what we that's what we were thinking about when, when, uh, 
the the debacle, <laughs> the out loud shows debacle. <laughs> yes, the out loud show debacle. <laughs> we were thinking that we said, hey, you know, he's right. Maybe we can. Maybe they right. can take us. And they, they, there are there are other people out there who could work this out and uh, find a way to prove to the sponsors that we have audience that that we're. And then all we had to do, and all we ever had to do, was prove that right. we could. Uh, uh, we had an audience, and they had, and they could sell something through there. I've never been against. No. I've had some sponsors here and there. I've never been against it. Right. it. It's just that we wanted to do it the way we do it. Exactly, and and that's why to this day, I mean, I want the sponsors, I want the people, but Jesus, can we just like not advertise Cheetos or something? It's just. I know everybody should be should be walking around. As far as I'm concerned, everybody should be walking around and have maybe have a handkerchief or something uh, in their pocket somewhere or a scarf that's devoted to smelling like you, and then have you that stuff that you sold. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I just feel like smelling you right now. Oh, I'm going to need to get some more of this. Hey, please order me a couple of more ounces. Why not? You know, and that's just—it's freaky when you look at and the time. That's that's exactly. I mean, I'm I'm always hung up on time. Uh, You just mentioned time and the the times that it's taken. And now that I've season five for me was really big in in a way that I, I interviewed so many wonderful, amazing people who are so beyond. You know, not to belittle either of us, but they have put. Tons and tons of money and time and invested their life in this, not saying that we haven't, because we sure as hell have. I have. But interviewing some of them and, and to know that, you know, they're paying for the production of their CDs and they have a whole studio and oh, yeah. band oh. and orchestra. And it's like there's and you look at me, you look at you, all these other musicians, artists, and it's like if someone from the mainstream looked at us, I mean, look at me, I have my own fragrance. I have books, I have videos, yeah. I've got shows. The shows have, have good sponsors and commercials in them, and it's an organic broadcast well put together. I have a studio. This is, looking at us, you'd think that we had made it. You'd think that we had done something, and we have. But yet, to think nobody out there over above ground knows. And it's such a shame, because... After all, I've, I've met all these people who are really, they deserve to be above ground. They deserve to be on TV. But those people don't want that kind of thing. And don't get me wrong about, uh, about this, too, uh, that this being the only thing, because uh, radio in itself, broadcasting itself, is in great decline it and is. fall. It is. And, and, and maybe the only hope, if there was any hope at all, in terms of uh, a merge, I would think... And I've tried this. I've, I've uh, even with my uh, history of being in broadcasting, I have presented uh, to stations and said, "Look, you can get an audience this way, and here's me, and here's this, and this is all right in there." And nobody has nobody has bitten that. They all they all want you to. Well, you get your sponsors. You come in and you pay for the time. And then we'll see what happens. But uh, well, we're the, still stuck in the easiest easiest buck. Make the easiest money. Nobody's going to try and reach for it right now. Yeah, and if you listen to commercial radio, it's uh, and just listen to commercial talk, and it's all geared towards uh, you know, uh, it's all aimed and geared towards what they, what works everywhere else. And uh, there's no middle ground, hope. no middle ground whatsoever. No, not at not at all, not at all. And 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 half, if not more, half, way more than 
then 50, 60, 70% of all talk radio has, uh, is syndicated. Even though it's live, it's syndicated right. live. Uh, and you got the personalities and the people who have the national broad, uh, national sponsors. The local radio is not even local anymore. Right. Uh, and uh, the local people are, you know, they come out of broadcasting school, whatever, wherever anybody goes to broadcast. <laughs> they just listen. They're just imitating. They're just playing radio. Right. And that's what I hear a lot. Of, well, not not as much anymore. But when somebody says to me, I'm, "I want to go to broadcasting school," I think, "Why? Why? Why not just you know get your microphone, figure it out? You can do it. I'm sure that yeah. it has its benefits." But and it just sounds like it's one of those things. Like being a reporter today, it just seems like one of those jobs that used to be really cool, still looks really cool, but it's flooded, flooded with people. And you just you're wasting your money doing you know going and getting all the credentials, not really being sure that you've got the talent and got the job. You know, it's almost like politics in a sense, in the sense that the greatest people who could possibly be running the country in in all the regular yeah, positions, exactly. the greatest people who could be senators, the greatest people who could be president, the greatest, greatest we never want to go. They don't do it. You know, and and uh, uh, so all the people who do it are the people who play the role, mm. and 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 all the people who are coming to even internet radio. And I've heard some internet radio shows. I've heard some other stations. They're people come there and they're playing radio as if they're just auditioning because somebody's yeah. going to find them, which is not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and they're playing radio, and that's what broadcasting broadcasting school tells you right. tells you to play radio. It doesn't say be creative, create, get a voice for yourself just the way you would if you were a writer and you want your own voice. Nothing. There's no more personality involved at all. You want to go to broadcasting school, what you're really doing is learning how to tell time and read temperatures and, uh, (laughs) you know, read on the air without just screwing up a sentence coming up. It's the Eagles. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, sorry. It was the B-52s. Yeah, right, because we're in that or whatever format coming up. It's, and then you don't even have to do it. You could tape it and put it ahead. What's that guy's name? John Tesh. Yes. John, have you ever heard the John Tesh radio show? Unfortunately, yes. I mean, he just goes in one day and he records. He never even tells you what song's coming on. I don't mind that. But he just goes in and records all yes. these little bits and pieces and stuff. And then uh, mm-hmm. go, and then they, they run that and then they run the music. Right. That's what when I hear a celebrity has has an internet or I mean a, a terrestrial radio show late night or something. It's just like growing up as a kid and learning that late night television it was not recorded in at night, and yeah. that really always disturbed me because I feel differently at night than I do in the daytime. So to think that these people are recording shows pretending it's night, uh, it's, it's like a wake up it's night kind of thing. Yeah. This is Sebastian Hargi, and you're listening to The Artist D, The Fabulous D Show, and you can find him at theartistd.com. This episode of The Fabulous D Show is brought to you by our friends at... Come in. Share photos, share videos, chat, flirt, make friends, and have fun, have fun. On Transtastic.com. Hi, it's me, Frank Catolo, and there's only one place to go on Thursday nights live. 
do what most people are doing on Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. They're getting on their iPhone, their iPad, taking an ibuprofen, and they're listening to Catolo Chronicles. It happens in the cyber broadcasting world. It's the original talk show on radio. Go to catolochronicles.blogspot.com. Click to listen. I'm Frank Catolo, the man whose name adorns the title of the show. That's their story. Good times, noodle salad, noodle salad, noodle salad. Radio. Is that a furry in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? Radio. Join Skylar Hall and Bolo Cute Fox for a rousing round of music that spans the genres. Hotspotradio.net Radio He'll take listener requests and dish it all live on SRN1 It's Hotspotradio.net Live every Wednesday at 9.30pm EST Radio You are listening to Rainbow Mix Radio, where all the good songs have gone. This is the station you've been waiting for all your life, because not anywhere can you hear what you want to hear when you want to hear it. Because we play the greatest mix of your favorite kind of music, from yesterday's classics to today's biggest hits, and everything in between. We play the best music your mind has ever tasted. Rainbow Mix Radio, where all the good songs have gone. And thank you for listening. Well, the further away I am from the human race, the better I feel. Art, music, literature, and the truth. It's Four Culture Magazine. Calling all artists. Find out more at fourculture.com. That's F O U R culture.com. The world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio show is kicking ass and taking names. Each and every weekend, join us live at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern on JiggyJaguar.com for the best of the best in adult film, art, music, and the best Mac talk in the biz. Our ratings speak for themselves. The Jiggy Jaguar Radio Show on JiggyJaguar.com. This is Mac Danger from Swellin' Radio and also from Dead Cowboy Rebellion and Twin Rivers. You are currently listening to The Fabulous D Show with your host, the artist D. It's Funktastic on Transtastic.com. Our artist D is fabulous. Welcome back to The Fabulous D Show broadcasting from Earth. At theartistd.com. There was there was a great paradigm shift when when videotape became so prevalent in TV. When 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 live TV died, there was a, a paradigm shift uh, into production and, and just different different and, and they what they lost. If you look back and you can see some of these kinescopes or these things, probably have it on YouTube. 
you can look at the worst programs, but you see an energy and uh, and 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 just just professionalism, like it's incredible. It's amazing anybody goes just to 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 uh, you know live shows anymore, right, plays exactly. and stuff because that's where all the that's where it's all really happening. Where it's live, where it's going on, and even when it's scripted, it's never the same. Right. If you go see a show three or four times, you're going to see tons of different things happening, even in the scripted exactly. show. It's just not. It's just not around anymore. And that's what we do. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and internet radio now, kind of turning into internet news television shows. Um, I know on YouTube, I'm subscribed to a few really, really popular um, news shows. David Pakman, Young Turks, Amazing Atheist, and Young mm-hmm. Turks actually went on to current TV, and, and I guess they have their own uh, show on on a cable. Syndicated. Yes, uh, they broadcast. were on the old. Uh, yeah, now it's the old Al Gore. Uh, yeah. And and so these. I mean, I imagine the YouTube grassroots old fo- old fogies like the rest of us must feel bitter about the new generation. But I guess we're always bitter about the new generation because they kind of just they come in and they don't know. We, I we did it. I'm sure, you know, internet radio did it to terrestrial radio and so on and so forth. And and you know we don't really. I don't you know, take time to acknowledge Wolfman Jack and know that that's where so much has come from and and that you've got those roots as well. I'm sure that then you guys were, were off of somebody else's backs, you know. It, it was just, we're playing leapfrog with each other, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. it just keeps getting easier. And I guess that's where the bitterness really lies with me is all the time that we spend in this and all the frustration. And now they just pick up their iPhone and sign up for blog talk or spreaker or something and, and they just do their show and people are you know, freaking think, listening think about how mo- how mobile the mobile community the whole mobile trend should be helping us that should mm-hmm. be that should be helping us tremendously exactly. it's it puts it, it that was the excuse originally wasn't it when you asked somebody That's, listen to your sh- my show well i'm not near a computer i'm, I'm not yes. you know i don't want to sit there and listen well now you don't have to these are the same people who are sitting there and watching and listening television and whatever else or go to uh, but 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 yeah now it should you know it should be a tremendous plus and it's not because the commercial world has gotten its claws on that and uh and you know people have uh people have changed anyway i mean the the whole the whole system the whole internet the whole digital system has changed the uh the reference of entertainment anyway and that's what helped to kill regular uh, terrestrial radio too is the fact that why, do I, why, why should you program what I can program myself and I'll hear everything I want to hear right. and <laughs> I just was told um, a couple months ago about some this guy he said he had these boxes I don't remember what it's called some kind of box is the name of it and and he listens to me around his house and the box actually picks up the RSS feed it's connected Wi-Fi in your house it picks up the RSS feed, and it's like a little radio box that wow. plays. And I had never heard of that. And I looked it up, and they're very popular. There's many different versions of them. Um, Logitech makes it. And to think that it's, you know, some, some major corporation is making these things. People have them. You don't hear about that. You could be having RSS radio boxes in your house, just like your normal radio box, and actually listening to us. So they've made it completely. They've taken the excuse away. There's no reason not to listen if you're a radio listener. And we can't get 
the kind of exposure that uh, that is offered through uh, uh, terrestrial yeah. services, and, you know, because they have money and stuff like that. So we we work off of you know word of mouth or anything else that goes on the internet that we do on the internet. But that doesn't it doesn't. Uh, I mean, peculiar people, and you know, even though you and I may have, and I admit this, peculiar people as as an audience. Mm -hmm. Uh, the difference between doing that in the old days and and doing that now is that well there were there there were never as many peculiar people who had uh, who had the ability to hear. In other words, if I was just on in New York and I did this peculiar show right. at you know one in the morning, then I was limited to only the people who could the the radio station could reach. Right. That, that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. So my, so I should have more peculiar because there's more peculiar people the further you, know, you go out there. So my brand may may attract only peculiar people, but because I am global, I should get a lot a more lot peculiar, peculiar people. <laughs> but I, so how do we get the word out that's, there? That is, and that's where I am. It's like a lot of listeners, and and they're all very strange. They're very fantastic and fabulous. But it's like, how do I reach out more? I'm I'm already global and and we have a peculiar audience, but there are so many peculiar people. Why not? I don't know, because like I said in the beginning, when when I when I uh, I've told the story a million times, but I'm gonna tell the whole story. I won't waste time. But you know, in the beginning, when I discovered we discovered that that there was an internet connection at a cafe in Spain, which had closed. Right. Yes. Uh, it closed, <laughs> and all the locals who worked there and stuff like that stayed uh, to listen to me talk even though they couldn't understand the language had a ball they drink and get drunk and listen to me it was something about my voice the way i spoke this still happened in and happens in japan right the way i speak and and how i speak and they pick up phrases and they and but they don't know what i'm talking about they just into it as if my voice is a certain kind of hip mm -hmm. music and a beat and they listen to it and it was amazing to think that there were people i could cross the boundaries mm -hmm. of language <laughs> it was a and I that was a very that, that really w was a shining light of hope that there was going to be wow forget about it you know they'll and be listening to me in caves <laughs> as long as yeah. they can get the signal and there always are those little glimmers of of shining hope along the way because just and just when I think the same thing like oh this is it nobody's listening nobody cares then someone comments oh my god that was the most amazing thing I ever heard. Yeah. And you're like, well, then I I can't stop if if one person, and one person so regularly, listens and is inspired and and takes the time to listen to think some guy has me in his in boxes in his house. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's yeah, that's that's fantastic. that's the same thing too. And and like I I like I've always said, uh, in order to be an effective broadcaster, and Wolfman taught me this. This is the most the most important thing I ever learned, and I tell anybody who wants to be in. And that is that no matter how many people are listening, you should always be talking to one person. Right. And and uh, because of that, uh, it, it's important to understand that if only ten people are listening, and you're really doing what you enjoy doing, and you're doing it naturally, and it's working, then that's your audience, and right. you need to do it. And and that's somehow some that's that's what draws me 
when I can't, I just don't want to turn that mic on. It's going to be Thursday night, and it's dark out, and it's quiet here, and there's nothing, and, and nothing is going on in the crickets. at all. Crickets. You know, and I'm like, oh, boy, I can only think of a million ways to shake up my life right now and have an adventure. <laughs> oh, it's 9 o'clock. Hold on. And I'll just and click it on, and it suddenly goes. I'm in this place. And I, because I feel, well, you know, what are they going to do? What's that guy going to do? Right. What's this guy going to do? They want to hear it. Right. And now you, you have not, as, as you just stated in this show, you have not had the best predictions for future of Internet. But where, where do you think we are going now? Now seeing how badly that first vision went, you know, we, we're now commercialized. They've steamrolled so many of us. And what from here should we expect? What do you think is going to happen next? Well, I think I'm just in the lateral movement. Uh, that's where I think I, I am right now. What's going to happen next is that there's going to be more, uh, again, predict, I don't predict. know. I, all I could do is look at the trend. The trend right. is that there's just going to be more and more people coming here to try and make money based on uh, the, the technology changing into streaming and mobile. And, then, and they're going to come and the advertisers are now coming. But they're just coming towards people that they, they know they have. I think more and more of this is going to happen. I don't know where it breaks loose again because, you know, that does go on. Uh, but, uh, but as I said, over the past 10 years, I don't know where there's – where is there an underground anymore? If this was an underground, where? where? Where's the underground? It's, and when there's no underground, everybody's above ground. If everybody's above ground and they're all doing it, it's just a big bunch of noise. There's no alternative is. voices. There's nothing. I feel like we have more doers than listeners, you know, or, or producers than listeners. And I think that's the problem. It's the problem with reality TV. I mean, everyone thinks they deserve to be fill in the blank. And that's what I'm seeing here is that if, if some people who were producing the show would just shut up and just realize that somebody else is doing it and that they could just listen, I think that would affect the numbers so much more, but the internet just seems to always be this place where everybody shows up to do, and we've kind of screwed ourselves, or they screwed themselves, that instead of, they, they, they're providing content, but everybody else is providing content too, so there's no real audience. The audience is on stage with you, and that's and kind yet, of getting And yet, wait, and yet, there's you and I, This the, yet there's a lot of blood on the tracks. Look what happened with podcasting, as we just said. So, there's, 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 there's dead bodies back there. There's, there's, there the, the, the road to this particular night where you and I are talking is strewn with people who mm. wanted to but couldn't. They're old, internet, they don't do it. They're gone off into whatever they're doing. So... Uh, there's, uh, you know, I don't know how many come along that are, uh, that have the, uh, uh, the staying power. Right, and it's it's always been like fruit flies from the webcam times to now. You know, people come, they want to do it, and then it's it's a lot of work. So no, they'd rather just stay on their Facebook or something. Well, look what they did with. I mean, it's amazing what they did with that uh, that that that. I can't believe the <laughs> cat. You do, yeah. I mean, look, you give. You really do. This really gave the asylum to the man. You know, it gave the asylum over to the uh, to the inmates. Exactly. When something wonderful comes along like that Camatron, that thing where, you know, any you could go to anybody's cam, random right. cam, whatever mm -hmm. it was called. Because I did, I, I was talking about that. When, when that had, you know, possibilities that we were mm -hmm. going to connect with other people that you could see, that people could exchange, you can have, your whole show could be, you, right. you could get listeners who, who are on cam and talk. And instead, 
Instead, everyone started showing their genitals. <laughs> everyone turned on the cam and said, no, look at my ass. Look at it was, and I'm like, wow, this, what a statement to the human race. We now have this incredible technology where people from anywhere can look at one another and talk just like in the science fiction novels. And what are they doing? They're getting up. Want to see my dick? Hey, look at my ass. Look, we don't even know them. We can't even see their faces. Look at my ass. It's unbelievable. That's what Mm -hmm. happened. Now, I'm not saying uh, that the internet should stop letting people look at each other's asses or anything. It's okay, but... You know, exactly. they took over the damn exactly. thing. Well, it's it's it, scientists, you know. He's he's standing there with this amazing invention. Here you go. This will solve all your problems. And they're like, hmm, porn. We'll we'll do porn. <laughs> and I, I, and those now those people had the, those people were given the power uh, to use the technology, and look what they did. And uh, did anyone come out of that? Was there one redeeming personality has come out of that so far? No, and, and half the people who showed their asses when it became popular have stopped, and now there's a whole other generation of this. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> it's, and it's I, and I, I don't know. It's just like a circus, had, you know, even a circus needs a ringleader, and, and, uh, and there's no ringleader. No. Uh, it's just all out. Of, it's all totally out of control. It was in the beginning. Uh, it was out of control, too, but... I, I don't. The, the, well, the technology is given over, you know. Right. Back then, even back then, it was only certain. It was. People. It was an exclusive club because it was an exclusive uh, hardware. You know, not everyone could have. And now, they can do it on their phone, and everyone's supposed to have a phone. Everyone's supposed to have a computer. If yeah, the cams are built you know, into the machines yeah, now. Exactly, and and the, and the even the microphones and the microphone built in is good too. It's just. Yeah. It's really strange that. So I don't know what it actually. I don't know what it actually means. I just know that the more people that can show their asses, the more people, the more companies there will be to sell those people the and, things and their asses. The things that let them show their asses, and that and that's it. I mean, and we, the guy wants suddenly ass. The guy who shows his ass suddenly stops and goes, "You know what? I'd like to. I'd like to talk today, though. Is there anybody out there who wants to talk? You know?" And it's like, "What is that? You know, that guy's going to be." You know what I found? <laughs> and I found this is a while ago, but it was on on one of the porn um, webcamming sites where the public, you know, everyone can have an account, everyone can show their ass. And this guy was actually doing like the regular YouTube vlog. You know, he'd get on cam, he'd be talking about his day while he was masturbating. <laughs> And, and he literally, he was, and I was, I watched several videos and I'm thinking, he's talking about really deep, interesting subjects, <laughs> laying there naked, doing his business. And it's like, I wonder what, what people, because I remember, you know, back in the day, you either did one or the other. You can't, you can't do both. <laughs> What a statement, though. Was yeah. he was he some kind of a performance artist? Was he making a statement? He was. He was, <laughs> was just it and he, mental masturbation yeah. as well. His concentration must have been amazing, because you know he's like, I went to the grocery store, I did this, and I think this about the politics, and, and I'm like, but and then and then he he'd orgasm, and that would be it. I'm like, wow, that's really really talented and a very that's mix of emotions. <laughs> That's all we have for today. Exactly. Or at least for the next hour. We'll be back. Maybe. Yeah. He'd like end it like, oh, that was good. Okay. See you next time, guys. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. You see, it's, it's, it's so, conf- it, the, even the per- whatever the personality, 
It's so confusing. Right. Man. I don't know. It's just we're going to uh, end up with like naked James Liptons, you know? They're just but you know what? If they were naked, if that kid or that guy, mm-hmm. right. if he suddenly there were millions of people checking right. in, and they started doing that every week, right. then even the content industry would turn mm-hmm. around and go, and they might say, "Hey, wait a second. Right. You know, there's something to this talking serious and masturbating at the same time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they could sell. Why don't we sell so You know, right. then they'd know that mm-hmm. that's the deal. Remember Network? Uh, Pat yes. Chayefsky oh, tried yeah. to tell everyone. In that, and that was before the internet. People don't look back at that movie or that piece and they don't, they don't understand it. They don't say, look, oh. it's, you know, I am... Uh, I'm sick to death, but I'm not going to take it anymore. <laughs> exactly. Mad like, as ha- I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. Mad as hell, right. I'm yeah. mad as hell, I'm not going to take it anymore. So what are they going to do eventually? They're going to shoot him. They'll get rid of him. Mm. And, and that's exactly the, the, the watching those videos from, from back then, before it existed even, this time existed, and, and the further we get in it, going back, looking at, at the vintage, so-called vintage stuff, it's like, that was spot on. That is exactly, I mean, and they felt that frustration then. Then they saw it coming. And now it is. It's just there. You know, even now, if, you talk, if we look at four culture, mm-hmm. we look at four culture. And by the way, you'll, later on tonight, you'll be getting my next piece. Fantastic. Uh, I'll be ahead of, uh, ahead of the deadline there. But yeah. if you look at four, uh, um, for maybe four months after uh, you took over and really turned mm-hmm. this thing into uh, a you know, uh, a, a pro- it's not just a project. It's a it's a magazine, and then it comes out. Okay, exactly. you publish it on the net, and yeah. I think it was four months after uh, y- you started and did it. Uh, Newsweek announced uh, they're no longer going to print. Right. They're going to now do it exactly the way you're doing it. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. let's look at this comparison. Okay, right. uh, coming along with Newsweek uh, to be able to do what you're doing, uh, and by the way, they'll be doing it with. An entire staff and all highly paid people and everything. Why? They're going to get, they're going to get the advertising. Exactly, because they already have it. And, and they're going to say, "Look it. at all the people. This is Newsweek. We got a brand. We got a name. We got yep. we got thousands of hundreds of million. Whatever their circulation now has changed. The idea of it. Uh, and and uh, and you come along and to those same sponsors, whoever there, and say, "Look, we got a whole audience right. of young people and stuff like. We're doing. Look at this." Mm-hmm. And they'll go, "Yeah, but you know, I, you know, yeah. why shouldn't you? Why shouldn't Four Culture be getting exactly. advertising for its market the way that? And you've already right. broken the mold. I mean, I mean, not broken the mold. You've you've uh, you've paved that particular road. We're, we're making for, the mold right there. Yeah, That's and. Right. And what? And they're going to come along and more are going to do that. We already know what's happening to the right. newspaper and magazine industry. It's practically gone. And that was what we found with Four Culture. When I started, I wanted to see what, what was out there. What, what are we, you know, what's the big deal? Because you, you know me, I'd always wanted to do a, a real print mag. Yeah. And yeah. then they showed me examples and I went to all the main sites uh, especially any popular magazine, and most of their either they didn't sell print anymore ever, or they had hidden the print subscription so deeply that it's like, please, please sign up, you know, pay for the online edition, because of course that makes them even more money. Right. But th- that was just astonishing to me that some of my favorite magazines as a teenager had now obliterated their print. People actually read it you know, online, and much like 
my show, The Fabulous D Show, which you're listening to right now with the artist Ian Frank Catola, is it, it, they had people just come on. And, and like back when you were saying, when you started, it was amazing to find somebody who said, you know, I believe in this. I'm going to come on your show. Mm-hmm. Now I can ask a lot of, I, you know, I've had some of my, my most dreamy stars ever yes. of, of the under, underground on here. And it just made me so happy. But I asked them and they said, yes, there was very little conversation, very little convincing. We go out with the magazine. We ask people, really amazing, talented people. Even with, you know, they're in the mainstream, almost in the mainstream, and they immediately say yes. So the difference in that, because I remember For Culture in 2007 even, when I tried, it was like, I I couldn't just go out and ask some person who was on American Idol or somebody who appeared somewhere on Oprah, you want to be on? And they would Mm -hmm. say yes. They'd say, no, you're crazy. I'd never, you know, online? No. But now it's an instant yes. Incredibly has grown incredibly. Yeah, because they all have, look, they all have Twitter accounts now. They're all, I mean, everybody's, everybody knows that social media and internet sites and stuff like everybody has to have one. Back in the old days, uh, you didn't have to have one. And the only person, as I had, the only person was the, the eat my balls thing was, was the most. Everybody had, everybody, <laughs> all the stars had that, you know, and, uh, and, and, and stupid things. They would, nobody gave it the uh, power. Now that they know everybody is there, now that they know it's it's in, it's, it's now. Forget it. Yeah. It's not just right. in the homes. It's in it's in the palm of people's hands, mm. uh, everywhere they go. And and uh, what a great invention of of where they've come to because they figured it out. That was that was the difference back in the day. It was lengthy. It, you know, we had blogs. It was the, there were paragraphs and paragraphs. And then they made this Twitter thing and this Facebook thing. And it's like, yep, that is what people want. They want 140 characters, and it's stuck. And they're in it. I think that has stuck one of the longer things that people have been using, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, I, I don't totally understand how Facebook obliterated MySpace. Do you? I mean, it, that was the original one. What was it the big was. deal? I, have, I think because they made it exclusive at first. Because, you know, everybody could have a MySpace, everyone did, and they waited just long enough, and there was always, on the same parallel, Facebook was over there for college students, invitation only, you had to have a student ID to get in, then they started to kind of farm out, let a little bit more people in, and then eventually, people just kind of tired of MySpace, even though they would have kept using it if it was still there and still not, because it kind of kept turning trashier and trashier with their designs, and eventually, you know, I think it was an elitism thing. They thought, let me have a Facebook. I can finally have a Facebook. And it seemed at the time like such a good alternative, such well, a great way Lewis to connect. Well, when bought it, when, those, when the two guys who started MySpace, who never had a movie made about them, exactly. uh, when, they, when they started, uh, when they sold MySpace to News Corp on the Fox place, that's when it went down, downhill, which, which, which is strange because here we are talking about because they didn't know how to handle internet stuff. No, no not at all. And they, they, they tanked. They tanked big time on that. They spent big money for that. And meanwhile, Zucker, Zucker, Ducker, or whatever Zucker. his name is, he, he, uh, you know, he, he built that thing up until, and, and he didn't do much to build it up. It built itself. It, did. it really did. Cause, and it, I think that it was perfect because it was simple and, and the hordes needed simple. You know, they didn't want to design their site, they didn't want to make it pretty. 
and, and to connect with, you know, Mrs. Smith down the street, apparently really appealed to these people. And they really wanted that. And I think that just changed and it. Unfortunately. And they've been very careful on Zucker, Ducker. They've been very careful about how they, uh, I still don't know exactly how they make money, but they, uh, they've they been very careful about the commercial input. Mm-hmm. At MySpace, when News Corp got it, they just said, oh yeah, well now the new Superman movie has a has a site, we're going to send it to everybody. They just took over and said, blah, you know, <laughs> exactly. know what to do. They didn't yeah. understand the uh, operator run, or what is it called? What is it called? Uh, uh, it's not operator run, mm. com- generated public generated info content. Mm. What's it called? That would, you know, it's a good name for it. Yeah, the it is. It's something content. like that because that's what that's what happened to Facebook. It was it was the content generated user. That's user it. User generated, generated yeah. content, I think, is right. what it's called. So, or that's very close to it. And uh, they uh, Zucker uh, Zucker Wucker uh, understood that, and him, his guys. But and uh, I was just explaining to someone on. Uh, Facebook, they asked, you know, they saw the new MySpace, because MySpace is now um, owned by Timberlake, Justin. And... I didn't know that. I did not know that. Is that true? Yes, Justin Timberlake bought MySpace. So what are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to go over there? Because, you know, in the beginning, I got onto MySpace very early. I mean, I got onto Facebook very early, uh, because a a fan told me about it. Uh, And I'm still on ones I never even go to anymore. I mean, I just, I went nuts, because it was all (laughs) part of my... I created my own social network in the beginning. Sure. Yeah, MySpace, it's now new.myspace.com. And I'm going to write that down. I'm going to write that down under new.myspace. Huh? Yeah, new. and I can email you. I, I think we still need invitations. They're kind of loosening up the network now. But I yeah. got one of the first invitations a couple months ago. It's very, I say, Tumblr meets Twitter. Um, and they had some sort of angry gothic child. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's very music based, and it's still that's what I was explaining to this person today because they said, "What's the difference? What are they going to, you know? What's the big deal? Why should I go back?" Mm-hmm. I don't really know because it's very music based, and it's still, like I said, this "Oh my God, add me," you know, bullshit. It, it's not. There's still not something created where you can be friends, like mm-hmm. real friends. <laughs> it's all of this adding, and the minute. You know, I got on MySpace, one of the, must have been one of the first groups, because it was almost empty. You know, it was, it was kind of like a new land that was very protected yes. from the outside. It was nice, kind of like back in the day when it started for the first time. And then I got to uh, getting more and more friends requests, and soon it's, it's just within a matter of months, with opening up their invitations more and more, it's become another Facebook, but one without restriction. So you can just mm-hmm. add everybody. And that's what I'm seeing is these people with the same mentality that they had from MySpace before and Facebook now. It's like, I don't care who you are. I'm going to add you. I had some of the greats, you know, the, the Jeffrey Lush, I don't know, uh, Crocker, all that. <laughs> the, mm. Those people were adding me. And it's like, it's not because they found me and thought I was interesting because there's not really much on there that says I'm, I'm that interesting. But they're just trying to desperately build their network immediately. You know, if you're whoever you are, an internet celebrity or a, a previous internet celebrity, and, and they signed on MySpace, that was, I saw one of the comments from them on theirs was, I don't like this because I just signed up and I lost my 45,000 friends from my old profile. 
That, that's what I was going to say. What, what about if I go, my old profile's not there it, anymore? It's or? there, and it's under regularmyspace.com. But okay. I, I think eventually they will destroy that entire profile. expecting all those aspect. people to come right. over and just turn exactly. over their accounts. Turn over and get a new account, new name. You can have the same name as long as it's not taken again. Oh, that's a great idea. Um, I, mean, I, I might do that anyway for, for no reason, oh, just because I can. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I will send you an invite. And I do yes, have several. Do. And I, I was there at first, it was just like Google and all those other things that had invitations. Now they, they're not as coveted. Everyone's starting to get them. So mm. eventually it'll be opened up, I'm sure. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I'll definitely do that. I'll go, I'll go back. Like yeah. I said, I'm still on some weird ones I never go to, but I still pick up people here and there. And I'm always doing the same thing I, I always did before there was this social networking and just going to. Of course, some of the things I did were not necessarily, you know, on the up and up. Uh, <laughs> I mean, and, and they weren't illegal. They right. were just, you know, uh, under that- cover of. Of name stuff, name and darkness. <laughs> yeah, in a way, but uh, the things I did that uh, uh, I just made up as I went along. But they, some of them worked. So I always, I always felt like they said, like, well, what do you need to go on three of them for? Well, if you have three different <laughs> groups of people, you want to be exposed to all of them, and that's right. It got so okay. exhausting after a while. With you know, you just had to register your name everywhere, or you might lose yes. it. And, and then you couldn't, I can't keep up anymore. There's just so many things, but so few things that people actually use, unfortunately. Yeah, you don't spend, I don't spend a lot of time at no. any of them per se, no. but I, but if I see something happening, I'll, you know, make, you don't have to make a lot of changes quick, quick. You don't have to go there every day and change everything. Exactly. You know. So what, but, what is the future of Cotolo Chronicles? Well, I, as, as far as I could see, as long as I'm able to keep doing it, I will, I'll, I'll just keep doing it. I, I can't see a time. I don't know of a circumstance that would make me say, that's it. Right. I don't see it. I'm, I'm not saying it, it can't happen. It's certainly anything can happen. I hope it doesn't happen because of something that you know, doesn't allow me to right. speak anymore. Exactly. That would but, not you know, be good, yeah. But yeah, as long as I, I'm, I'm, I'm healthy and I'm standing and I'm hydrated and stuff, I think I'll... I'll be able to uh, to just do it and try to get more people and keep the people I have and talk and do it and just yeah. uh, as long as I'm uh, having fun when I turn it on, regardless of how I feel before I turn it on. Right. As long as that's going on, uh, uh, yeah. that's the future. I'd like to have more people, but again, I don't spend a lot of time. I mean, a lot of people ask me to be on, but I don't want to turn it into a clearinghouse for people right. who are self-publishing. You exactly, know? exactly. You must get a ton of things in the mail. Like, I got a new book. I, I, got a... I really, and that was the amazing part of, of the transformation this season was so many more emails. And, and, like, and then, then their PR people get a hold of me. And the yeah, PR they person, they've got 20 people on, on their list, you know, that they're promoting. They right. want every day with these emails of, of this person, and they make every one of them sound like gold. And most yeah, of them they are do not. things like I mean, I get these things like I, like if I had somebody on someone who wrote an interesting book and we had a great conversation, and it was uh, uh, the, uh, this this lady who talked about suicide and wrote this book. It was great, mm-hmm. and they said if you like her, you're gonna like Benzino the clown who just wrote a book. <laughs> what do you mean? If I like her, I'm like him. What do you mean? In <laughs> fact, I do not. Right? <laughs> this is crazy. Exactly. I mean, because oh, yeah. because now there are those companies. Mm-hmm. Do they want those companies? And that's what I'm seeing with the new MySpace. Is almost every I I don't know. I, I have probably about 
200 friends, friends already, and most of them, 90% of them, are, are professionals. They are, they're DJs, music people, artists. I'd say there's, there's less than 10% of my list right now looks like normal people. Who, and that's what I, I'm learn, yearning for that place where I can find people who are just, they don't want to sell me something. They don't want me to buy their book or their, their CD, even though I'm preaching to the choir with myself even. I mean, that's what I'm here for as well. But just to find some nice people to talk to, that would be just such a breath of fresh air. Yes, 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 it would be. Uh, and, but I just don't know uh, where they'll find us. Yeah, or I don't or think who. that's going to happen. I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna shoot for a more and more, uh, shoot for bigger names. That's what I'm gonna do if I do anything. And and I never I mean both of us I think we've we've been doing this long enough where we we were possibly thinking one day making a profit. Now not so much. Uh, I'm just gonna keep doing what I love until I don't love it anymore, and I'll do something else I love. That's, that's yes, all. and if that's, if I'm helping SRN uh, MediaWorks uh, move along in uh, then uh, you know, and I'm just this cornerstone person, and then I'll you know I help them do that, and I you know I I, I trust that if something happens, um, right. even locally or whatever, you know I'll 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 benefit from it. So I'm doing it anyway. So I might as well if they think I'm helping them, I might as well do it. You know? Absolutely. And if something happens, uh, then uh, fine. I'll get more than a pair of pants a year. Exactly. <laughs> from the shortstop. At least you get pants. Jesus. It's like what? At least you get pants. At least you get pants. Well, don't you get your own smell? Why would you want your own smell? Well, I do have my own smell. You're right. I, I <laughs> do they send you your own smell? They do. Yeah, they send me my own smell. So, so, so it's kind of a smell you wear, but it's a smell you chose. It is. Yeah, okay. and therefore gotta, you can know what I smell like by buying the uh, I get some of that. Psycho Sugar. Yes, from Good Judy. Goodjudy.com. Yeah. Good to keep, oh yeah, you know, God. I think you know, I was thinking of getting a, a gift or two for some people. And I said, you know, I'll go get some uh, some good Judy. That's put, it. Good Judy. Put some D behind your ears, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there are amazing things in our future. Together, separately, we're working on stuff. You're in Four Culture magazine, which you just discussed is fantastic and fabulous. I love it. I love being there. I, t I tell, you know, people tell people who read my stuff uh, around and stuff like uh, that, they, they go, they go, wow, you really, you really work on these. For some reason or another, they look at the things I do for full culture and they go, that's, it, it's not different. It's you, it's your voice and stuff. But you seem to put a lot more into this than you do for other stuff. And it's true. I do. I work on those I work on those no. pieces far more than I work on almost anything because I, I just feel that that, that that platform, that theater deserves, you know, better than I'm even willing to give. <laughs> <laughs> it really because, does. And, and on the fourth, fourth issue uh, under me, it's, you know, thousands of people. And, and thanks to these, you know, four, four to five, maybe six people who have full-time day jobs, families, you know, and we're working on this together and not getting paid, not expecting to, would love to, but already thousands of people list, uh, reading it, watching it, loving it, and it just keeps growing because of all of these wonderful underground talents we have and the yeah, people who will through. do it for free. Those, those kids, what a that's a great uh, a great crew. I know I've made them all friends and, and follow them all on Twitter and stuff, uh, but may, I don't even know if I do all of them. I don't have many there. 
there are there. But it's a great thing, and it's uh, you know I, I wish I could do more uh, to promote it. I, I don't know what the heck else to do. <laughs> um, well, that's the thing, and, and they have the same frustration I do with the show. It's like you know we we're sure this is really a good thing. People really need to pay more attention, and you can't tell them enough. You just there's can't. no one that I show it. I show it to people, and I turn people on. There's nobody who doesn't mm-hmm. uh, uh, doesn't say, "Wow, this is really something." And yet, what in five years, uh, all the other all the other new uh, magazines that will be doing it uh, will be they'll be going. Nah, this is just the way it is now. And mm-hmm. and then it's like, remember four culture? Remember right. when they first saw this stuff? It's like, oh. Oh, yeah. But I know that you put a tremendous, because I know you, and, and I've always <laughs> said this to everybody you knew, and I'm, I'm, it's I, I'm nothing I'm ashamed of, because I, I rarely do anything uh, that uh, for any, I mean, that's just my style, but your style is uh, is distinct, and it's uh, and you take a lot of time, and you're, you're a person of great focus, which I admire, I can't work that way, but I'm a, yeah. I admire it, and, and so, you know, I when that came out, and I told you, uh, uh, when it came out, I I wasn't so astounded because it was it was everything I expected right, yeah. uh, from you in in terms of, uh, uh, of of how it looked and how it felt and everything. I just tremendous. And I absolutely <clears throat> appreciate that. Can we expect any other written things from you? Books? Anything coming up? Yeah, there's going to be something. You know, and I'm still trying. I'm yes, I have books. I haven't even published yet. <laughs> I have things I haven't put into digital. I, you know, I'm I'm going to go every way I possibly can and I'm still trying to get my uh, uh, my, my, my greatest biggest uh, novel uh, out there the, in some kind Japan of Japan one? Yes, the complete and unabridged history yes. of Japan I, uh, for some reason I'm bent I'm bent on what's that's what they'll remember me <laughs> that's the, I'm just bent on that and I just wow. and I you know and it, it's and it's one to my talk about frustrating how about getting great review it's an 800 page book how about getting Great reviews from publishing companies uh-huh. that just say, it's, it's tops, it's great, it's wonderful, but what? where are the teenage vampires? <laughs> no one yeah. in this book is sparkling, Frank. What, yeah. what is and that? Again, yeah. So, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe my time come, come around or I'm just going to leave a little will that says, you know, if you can make anything out of me posthumously... Uh, please do. In the meantime, I'm, I, I believe me, I'm going out to screaming and kicking. I feel better Absolutely. than I felt. I, you know, there's people won't even look at me. They they don't know me or haven't met me or something. Uh, when they hear my age, it's a, there's a, it's a stigma now. I'm in that area of life oh where it's a stigma. I go, Give me a break. Exactly. You know, it's like I'm, uh, you know, especially since my generation is walking around fat and bald. <laughs> And, and you know, and I still got more energy than every hundred of them. So, and, and we, I and all my hair. <laughs> <laughs> and you've you found you you found the this is the fountain of youth, if there is any at all ever, is what we do. And you're doing something new. You're not sitting on the couch forever, right. just watching right. brainlessly with your hair falling out. It's not, not happening. And uh, so. Uh, so who knows? I mean, who knows Stuff's what? Be, uh, and who that knows is what's this is the true response from artists like us, from where we come from. When you ask us what we're doing, it's just sigh. There's this. There's stuff. There's stuff's coming. That's all yeah. you've got to say. Yeah, and and I guess like as people who would just uh, create things, people who would just manuf- manufacture, not even create things, or create call it creativity, uh, don't understand that an artist doesn't. You know, an artist turns on. Uh, 
uh, turns on a dime if if something happens. That's, so people ask, "What are you doing?" So well, I'm an artist. I'm going to do something. And that, <laughs> that really kind of, that kind of strikes a chord, uh, a mini rabbit hole right there. Is that the people you know that you see on TV? They're so excited about what they're doing next because it's like the one thing. But with us, us, it's like there's a trillion things we're working on always and forever. And we'll never sit down and say, well, you know, I have this one thing that I'm really excited about and you guys will not believe it. Mm-hmm. We, don't, we just don't do that. Like that. I can't understand people who spend like the greater part of their life pushing one particular thing because I'd have given up and moved on and done ten things for every mm-hmm. one thing that <laughs> someone tries. And mm-hmm. and I think it I think it helps me it helps me move along anyway because I don't uh, I I know that regardless of how long I live no matter how healthy I am uh, that uh, you know th- the end is going to be there and I'm still going to go damn I could have done. <laughs> <laughs> if I still had my senses, I, I'd be going, oh no, I could have done more. I'm never going to fit. And I think no true artist no, never. ever says, well, now that's I'm that. Done. Yep. And I can look back and say that I, I have accomplished and, and completed you know, one thing after another very happily with all of those completions, but I'll yes, never be I done see. completing. <laughs> but yeah, we, that's true. But and you bring up a really good point, and that's. Uh, that's uh, the follow-through, and, and that's uh, 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 something I sensed in you from the beginning, this follow-through, and you obviously proved it, and you do it. And a lot of people don't have that. They don't, they, they, they're sitting around with, they might have 30 projects, but they can't right. put, finish any one of them, yeah, uh, which I, means they started them on the wrong footing. I did, and I can't, I can't let anything go. I just have to, to yeah. shake it till it, it's done. Completed. So Frank Catolo, Catolo Chronicles, every Thursday at 9, yes? Thursday at 9, and uh, you go to uh, the special link now and, and uh, listen to it. Uh, we're only on uh, live on through SRN now. Right. Everybody else who picks us up has to pick us, has to replay it. Right. So they should uh, get you on Facebook through catolochronicles.blogspot.com and get yes. that link every Thursday? Yes. And the, yes, good. yes, go to that and then hit the listen and then have your flash player updated, updated. if you're going to listen. That's very important. Uh, update your flash player. And now it's in, it sounds better than ever, too. They've done all sorts of technical stuff. It really does uh, sound fantastic. So, uh, so everything's going uh, great guns over there. And uh, you can still hear me and we're still live and we still do everything right. uh, uh, we ever did so sounds uh, good absolutely i thank you so much for joining me tonight it's been a well, pleasure it's great to be part of the uh, as of the fifth season you have seasons i, I don't have, I have one long season which is one. crazy to me because every time is my best time and i i would be so exhausted if i just kept going <laughs> so well it's good you need to regenerate you, i you do. do and we think of new things so yes you are show two of one or, or no one of two <laughs> one of two for the last season five, there's only one more to go on the fabulousdshow.com. So I thank you, Frank Catolo, for joining us. No problem. You call upon me anytime, and I am uh, I, I'm, I jump at it. Abs- absolutely. We appreciate you, and thank you. And you have a good night. You too, dear. Love you. Love you. Bye. And that was Frank Catolo from Catolo Chronicles. You can hear that every Thursday night at 9 p.m., Eastern Time, catolochronicles.blogspot.com. There's a link there to the new player. And then after that, you should get Frank Catolo on facebook.com, and he will post the downloadable link for you as of now. This is The Fabulous D Show. I thank you for joining me tonight. 
and every Sunday night at 7 p.m. EST, 12 a.m. GMT, streaming live on RainbowMixRadio.com, simulcast in Europe on Transtastic Radio at Transtastic.com, and downloadable, iPodable, everythingable, until forbid, at the thefabulousdshow.com, new website, fabulous website. A big thanks to Frank Cotolo, our guest tonight. A big thanks to Brett Gleason for our theme song. And thank you for listening, always. Your world is melting. Express yourself to death. I am the artist D. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>